Before we get into today's episode, Charlie and I just wanted to remind you that we have our upcoming special edition birthday episode, which is coming up in episode 52, and we'd really like you to be a part of this episode. Charlie, do you want to let people know how they can be a part of it? Yeah, what we'd like to do is include your voice on our show. You know, we're sure you're sick of hearing our accents as much as the next person. So <laughs> let's bring your voice into it. We want to hear what you're struggling with. Maybe it's a problem you've encountered recently in freelancing or a side project that, you know, is a hurdle that you've hit, creative block you've struck. Or maybe it's something that a problem you experienced and now you've gotten over. Whatever it is, we want to hear about it. We'd love you to record a voice memo. Just using your phone is fine. And send it through to us at hello at designlife.fm so that we can include it in an upcoming episode and talk through it together. I can't wait for that episode. But until then, let's get into episode 50. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke, and welcome to episode 50 of the Design Life podcast. A little bit of a milestone there, hitting that number. And today we're going to talk about the value of conferences. So both Charlie and I have been to a few conferences in the last year, actually quite a handful we've been to together, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's been awesome. And we just got back both of us yesterday from Austin, Texas, where we spent a few days in Austin at the Sean West Conference. So we thought there's no better time than now with our minds fresh and rejuvenated to talk about the value of conferences. How does that sound to you, Charlie? Sounds good. And in fact, I don't even know if a catch-up is necessary since the conference is what we've been doing for the past week, right? Yeah, like we just spent three, four days together. Yeah, in Austin, it was great. So um, if you're subscribed to our newsletter, you will have seen a new photo of us together, which we try and take whenever we do hang out in person. Yeah, it's a photo of us on the bridge in Austin. I can't remember the name, but there's a beautiful sunset in the background and yeah, it was a really nice moment, I think. So what, Charlie, did you think of the conference? Did you Did you have a good week? Did you have a good time there? Amazing time, amazing week. Exhausting though, like mentally and physically, I think. There was just, yeah, a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, it, was a it was a business conference, the Sean West Conference, if anyone is not familiar with it. It was the first of its kind and I was actually speaking at it, which was really exciting. It was my first time speaking to an audience of that size. I've done smaller speaking gigs before, but yeah, not this was like 100 people, I think, so... Yeah, that was a pretty big deal for me, and everyone was very nice and said they liked my talk. I don't know if they're telling the truth or not, no, but it's nice that they said they it. They were definitely telling the truth. For the record, your talk was so good. I I really enjoyed it, and I had the privilege of having a bit of a sneak peek of it before you did it on stage. You did. And yeah, you just did so well. It was such an amazing talk, and I spoke to a lot of people afterwards who really enjoyed and appreciated your talk, so well done. Thanks, Fem. I need to think about how I can repurpose some parts of it into video or blog post content. I mean, yeah. it was a 45-minute talk, so I'm not going to film the whole thing and put it on YouTube. But yeah, a lot of ideas can come out of that, I'm sure. Anyway, let's just dive right into it and let's talk about conferences while this is fresh in our mind. 
how important do you think going to conferences is for your design career? Because for this recent conference we went to, I was paid to be there, obviously being a speaker, but you came willingly of your own, you know, free accord. So why do you think going to conferences is worth it? Assuming that you do, because you did did go along to this one. Yeah, I think, first of all, it depends which conference. Like, Yes, good point. I mean, if I could go to every design conference in the world, cool but but you know not every every conference is is as great as each other so first of all it depends which conference you go to and I've been fortunate enough I guess maybe to have gone to some really good design conferences like you and I went to the Kick Festival last year which was a really good one and then Webstock in Wellington in New Zealand we both went to that once which which is also a really good conference and for me, the value of going to those conferences is, I, I think, just to sort of get outside, uh, not necessarily literally, but just get into the industry and meet other people that are doing the same thing or, or similar things to I am, be inspired, be motivated, and also be challenged. I think a lot of the time, you know, we go for the speakers and, and we go to be inspired, etc., which is all all great reasons. But I also like to go to be challenged and to sort of be put outside my comfort zone and forced to think bigger and you know think about what more could I do or how could I change what I'm currently doing to to do better or to do greater work yeah that's that's exactly how I feel about them too and you do have to be picky about which ones you go to I think there's such thing as an overload of inspiration and you know not putting enough time into actually acting on the things yes um yeah I want to get into that a bit later but anyway um importance of conferences on your career would you say conferences have been important or like played a big role in your design career? Because I think they definitely did for me when I was starting out. Like I'm glad I got to go along to conferences like semi-permanent. I went up to Auckland for that in my first year out of university. I wish I'd gotten to go to more conferences while I was actually at university because I think that would have been really valuable. But yeah, I feel like hearing from designers who are way further ahead in their careers than me had a huge impact on my motivation and seeing where design could take me, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's always value in listening to those that are further ahead of you and learning from them and and seeing what they did that worked, what they did that failed, how they got to where they are now. And also just hearing their, I guess, opinion or outlook on the design industry or or whatever industry the conference is, is focused around. And there's something... Like there's something different between hanging out with your peers online, whether that be Twitter or within a community or something, and actually spending time with them in real life and spending that quality time one-on-one with each other in real life. There's such a big difference there. And conferences are like a great excuse in a way to to meet in real life and to meet in person and share the similar you know, struggles that you're going through or maybe the, the good things that you're going through together and share and see how you can help each other and base all of that around the conference so that you can be inspired not only by your peers but also by the speakers at the same time. Like it's kind of a win-win situation. Yeah, I think until this week at the Sean Wears conference, I didn't quite realise what value you can get from talking to other attendees as well as, you know, to the, the speakers at a conference or to the people you came with. 
it's not normal for me to walk up to strangers at a conference and start talking to them. I think I could count on one hand the amount of people I've met at conferences who I, you know, didn't know already. Yeah, and all the ones I've been to in the past. But now from the Sean Weds conference, I think it's quite a different situation because if you're not familiar with it, uh, Sean Weds is an online community and the conference was sort of like the real life version of that community in a way, right? So everyone there was people that we'd talked to before in this online chat, you know, over the past year or so. So it was really special to just be able to go up to anyone and be able to start talking to them and know that they were going to actually be interested in what you had to say and vice versa, you would be interested in what they have to say as well because they're obviously all very smart people. That's quite rare, I think. Normally at a conference, I would not be talking to strangers as much as I did at this one, but I'm I'm quite introverted in that way. Are you more likely to reach out to like the person sitting next to you or whatever at a conference that's not the Sean Wiz conference? Not really. And this is coming from me who's an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it's always awkward, you know, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it's still a bit awkward to try and reach out to the person sitting next to you. And with the Sean West conference that we were just at last week, that was the first conference that I've I've made the effort to go to for the people not for the speakers rude (laughs) no offense (laughs) I mean obviously there was a little influence because I wanted to go and support you personally but you know usually I sort of wait until the speakers are announced before purchasing a ticket to a conference because I want to know whether it's worth my time and worth my investment and who's going to be speaking because that has a huge influence on whether I decide to go or not. But with this conference, I, not that I didn't care who was speaking, but I cared a lot less than I usually do at a conference because what I was really excited about was getting to meet my friends that I've made online over the past year and a half and getting to hang out with people who, you know, for once like have a similar mindset to me and aren't afraid to talk about goals and challenges and what they're struggling with and what they're hoping to achieve with their business or with their personal selves. It was kind of like everyone had something in common. So you could go up to anyone and just start talking about what you're passionate about because everyone was super supportive. Yeah, totally. And I guess a piece of advice there for picking which conferences to go to is to look at perhaps audience feedback from last time and try and get a sense for the brand or, you know, for whoever is hosting the conference Like, there's a lot of web design conferences and things uh, over here in Europe, and I haven't been to many. I went to Future of Web Design last year, the year before maybe. Um, Yeah, last year, before it unfortunately was closed down and doesn't happen anymore. But I, I chose to go to that one because it had really good word of mouth feedback about it. Like, I'd heard from other people that, you know, if you're going to go to a web design conference, this is the one to go to. Lots of people saying that they had a great time there last year. You know, you can look up the hashtag and see people saying they're excited about it. And that really helped me helped me pick, I suppose. Have you got any advice for, yeah, picking which conferences are actually worth your time? I would suggest finding out what your peers are going to and maybe going along with them because I think it's nice to go to a conference where you've got some, some people that you already know going and... I know that like sometimes that can stop you from meeting other people because you kind of just get in your comfort zone with your friends and and stick to your own circle. But I think there's also value in going with your peers because, 
you, you can you can share the experience with them and you can take that back home and maybe set goals for yourself and sort of keep each other accountable like it's kind of a bonding experience as well you know yeah I, I mean for me I'm less concerned about that like I don't mind going to design conferences on my own it gets a bit awkward around lunch times and things you know when you want someone to sit with but I am like you said much more likely to go up and talk to someone else if I if I'm not there with a friend because it's just easy to stay with a friend you know um mm. At the Future of Web Design Conference, I went up and talked to a speaker afterwards because I thought he did a really great job and loved his presentation. And now we're like friends on Twitter and I've hung out with him at another meetup that's that I've been to that he also spoke at, Dan Edwards. Uh, if you haven't heard of him already, he's at DE on Twitter. And he, yeah, he spoke and I was like, this dude's talk was awesome. You know what? I'm going to have a moment of confidence and I'm going to go up and tell him that afterwards. And so I did. And he gave me a poster, which I still have on my wall. So thank you, Dan, if you're listening. Yeah, there's a, I think there's this like sort of stigmatism around approaching speakers after an event. I mean, often you don't really get the opportunity, like they kind of get hushed off stage and go to a green room or whatever. But the speakers who do come out and actually interact with the audience, I think that's super cool. And sometimes I am a bit too nervous to go up to them. Uh, even being my extroverted self but I have gone up to a couple a a few times afterwards and that like usually that one conversation that I have with the speaker alone like is worth going to the conference like that pays it all off yeah that's such a good point Um, that's something that I wish I have tried to do more of at past conferences it was really great at this Sean Wes conference feeling like I could go up and talk to any of the speakers. Um, we both had lunch with one of them afterwards, which was really nice. And I had, you know, on the other side, it felt very strange to have so many people coming up and wanting to talk to me. Yeah. I'm not used to that, obviously. Uh, you know, I generally feel like I slip under the radar with things. But yeah, it was cool. And I hope that I was worth those people's time. Like, I hope that they got value from our conversations. Um yeah, but it was really special. Yeah, just was. So I guess both of us now have been on both sides of the fence where we've been attendees and also been a speaker. Yeah, have you had that at the conferences you've spoken at? Because it's been two, right? Two like proper big conferences that yeah. you've given a talk at. Have people come up to you afterwards? Yeah, the first conference that I did, I was so focused on my talk, like so nervous and preparing for it and just... My only focus and goal was to do the talk, right, and get it out of the way so that I can relax and enjoy the rest of the conference. And I totally didn't even think about people wanting to come up and talk to me afterwards. But, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I want to do that when I hear a speaker that I really enjoy. I want to go up to the speaker and, and thank them or ask them more questions or whatever. But that just totally slipped my mind that maybe people would want to do that with me. And so I came off the stage after the first one and there was like a break straight afterwards as there usually is. And yeah, people were coming up to me and shaking my hand and thanking me and asking me questions. And I was just like in this moment of, wow, like, wow, you know? Yeah, that's so cool though, right? Such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's a really rewarding feeling. I think it's made me more likely to go up and talk to speakers after conferences I go to in the future. Mm -hmm. I tend to, in the past... Like, if I'm picking conferences based on speakers, they're most likely going to be, like, 
famous people, you know, like Jessica Heesh, for example, who is always our example for everything. Because we love, we love her. her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been to uh, like conferences before because she's speaking. Um, and I think it's made me more likely to go up and talk to the lesser known speakers, you know, um, realizing that they're probably going to be like have time to talk to me and actually be interested in, in talking to people who have enjoyed their talk. Yeah, I feel the same, especially knowing how good it feels when someone comes up to you to thank you. Like that's encouraged me to, if I really enjoy someone's talk, to make that time to go up and personally thank them because, I mean, we all like being thanked. That that just always gives us warm fuzzies. Yeah, totally. I When people were saying to me, like, you did a great job, I really loved your talk, and I was saying, oh, thank you so much, like, what else can I say but like I want to say more than thank you like I want to be like you know thank you for taking the time to say that because that's like been a huge boost to my self-esteem but that sounds lame to say so you don't say that (laughs) you could give them a poster like Dan gave you (laughs) yes if only I had that (laughs) maybe next time so aside from the people and the speakers is there anything else that makes you want to attend a conference like Because there's so many out there, right? How do you pick based on, yeah, I don't know, what else comes into the equation for you? Sometimes I want to push myself outside of my comfort zone or like widen my lens. Like, for example, the NextWeb conference that I went to wasn't really a design conference. That was more of a tech conference. But I still wanted to go because I'm just genuinely interested about the tech industry and learning about things like I don't know 3d printing or like the future of self-driving cars and things like that like while they aren't directly correlated to design I think it's still good and still healthy to keep up with those things and and the trends and keep a sort of broader lens on what's going on overall in the industry yes I agree with this I think that when I was earlier on in my career is when design focused conferences were more useful to me you know, that's what I needed at the time. I wanted to hear about, you know, what other work people have done and, you know, those sorts of high level ideas. But as I get further in my career, I do find more value out of the unexpected talks, I suppose, like even Kick Festival that we went to, that was a design conference, but there was a lot of talks in there that were quite left field, you know, they they weren't what you'd normally expect to have at a design conference. Remember there was that guy who runs like an arcade or something and does yeah, the old like arcade game machines from like the 30s and stuff yeah he like makes his own yeah and they're all super weird and super awesome that was a really cool talk yeah and and it's stuff like that that I find like not only entertaining but also just interesting yeah and I want to bring in a, a tweet conversation tweet conversation that was weird (laughs) twitter conversation that we had because we asked out to our listeners if they thought going to conferences was important for their design career um and james Gregg, who has his own blog and newsletter list and is a great person to follow so you should definitely do that he'll be linked in the show notes but he responded and said to us no not at all and you went back and asked him if there was a particular reason for that and he said i got bored of design talks where people just talk through their portfolio And I totally agree with that. I think that you go to conferences to hear about processes and hear about thinking, to hear stories and yeah, to hear about ideas, not to hear about people's work because you can see that online, you know, 
you want to hear about the meaning behind that work and what went into making it more so than the work itself, you know? Yeah, I agree. If I have to think back to some of the memorable talks, design-related talks that I've seen and memorable in terms of they weren't that good is it's the talks where people talk through their portfolio and they literally will just like go next, 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 like flashing through slides, like two seconds a slide, if that, of just photos or pictures of their work. And they're not saying anything. They're just like, oh, and and here's a project I did for Dropbox. Click, click, click. You know, like it's not really that insightful. And, and I agree with James. I think it gets really boring. And we've seen so many of those now. And you're right, like you can just go online to see that. I would much rather th- rather hear about either the process, like maybe they should just pick one project or two projects that they did and talk through the whole process of the project and some of the behind the scenes and, and the design thinking and the problems that they solved and and maybe just pull out the things from that project that can help the rest of us. Yeah, or even not even base it on a project, but just base it on you know, something you've learned and that's part of your ethos and your workflow that perhaps applies to all projects, I don't know, and show a few projects at the start to give us some context and see what kind of work you do. But yeah, move on to the the actual, the how rather than the what, I suppose, much faster. And Jessica Heesh is a good example of someone who has a stellar portfolio and probably actually one of the only people that I would actually probably enjoy a portfolio talk from her just because her work yep. is amazing and I'd love to look at it all day. Just let's be honest, we'd be keen to hear her talk about whatever the heck she wanted. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I've seen her talk two or three times, I think, and she doesn't go through her portfolio. She shares other interesting things like her workflow or her creative process, etc. I think there was one where she did show pieces of her work but she didn't just show like this is the final thing I created she showed the whole sort of process like here's the drafts here's kind of the sketches that I did here's where I started and then I got to this point and this point and this point and like that is interesting I don't think that's just showing your portfolio that's showing in depth the process that you went through to help others yeah exactly um I want should we read out some more tweets from people yeah yeah it seems that there is you know, even though James said that perhaps the ones he's been to haven't been all that important, a lot of people do seem to think they are important. Jaime says a lot. I think it lets you see that successful designers are still people who struggle with the creative process just like you. Plus, hearing others' people's experiences is always great. It inspires me to push through the hard stuff and keep on designing. This is so true, especially in the beginning stages. And actually, uh, Lauren talked about this as well. She said that going to a conference recently made her realize that folk who work in the industry aren't actually as scary as she thought they would be. And she said, which sounds ridiculous now, but that's so true. Like before I went to, I think it was Webstock was the first time for me that I felt like, okay, I can fit in here. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not that bad at what I do. I'm not that much of an outsider. It makes you realize that everyone does have their struggles and everyone is still learning and, and that's cool, cool to see and cool to be surrounded by people as well who do the same thing as you. Yeah, I mean, it's not often that you get the opportunity to be in the same room as people on both sides of the fence, like people who 
like the speakers, for example, they're a good example of of the kind of people who quote unquote have made it. They've had the experience and they're teaching others and they're really far ahead. And then the people on the other side of the fence, which is usually the attendees, and they might be the people that are struggling with similar things as you or they're to be inspired and they're sort of more you know, probably on the same page as you. So you can just walk up to them and ask them ask them some of the struggles or the same things that you're thinking about. Yeah, exactly. That's important to keep in mind. Uh, Michael said that conferences have definitely been important. Been to three this year and always had something new to take away and apply in my job and side experiments. That's a good point because I feel like a lot of the times we go to conferences and we feel super inspired or motivated to do something and then we come home and just fall into the same routine and actually putting those things into action from conferences you know the things that you've learned can be hugely valuable and I admit I don't always do that sometimes I get really inspired and motivated and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna do this thing and then I get home and it's just so easy to fall back into the same routine but with the Sean West conference that we were just at I'm like 100% dedicated to actually making a change to some of the things that I've done and putting some of the things that I've learned into action. Do you tend to take a lot of notes when you're at conferences? It depends on the type of talk. Uh, did you take notes at the Sean Wes conference? Yes, I did. Do you think there might be the difference in the fact that you now feel like you're going to put these into action because you you did write down some action points, I suppose, yeah. while people were talking. I think so. And I think it depends on the type of conference or the type of talk. Like, not all talks have actionable takeaways. And and sometimes I do just enjoy sitting back and listening and, and just absorbing everything without focusing on writing everything down and trying to get it before they go to the next slide. So it really depends. But I did feel like the speakers or the talks at the Sean West conference were very you know actionable like it was people were giving advice and they were telling you what you should do to achieve x and y sort of thing so I did feel more inclined to to write it down and take it home and try and put put it into action yeah I did that too I try at every conference I go to to write a list of action points from it so during the talks, I might not necessarily be writing down notes on what the person is saying, but I'm writing down notes on ideas that the things they're saying have given me, you know. So I'm thinking about how I can apply whatever they're doing to my own work. Um, there's one thing that just for some reason came to mind that really stood out that changed my web design process at, at the Future of Web Design. I can't remember who it was. Someone was talking about how they design components rather than web pages, so they'll design, you know, focusing on the individual specific items and and then zoom out and put them all together as a whole and how that's a way to make your web pages, you know, more easily expandable and in line with each other. And that way of working, I was just like, yes, of course, I can apply this to what I do. And it's something that I do today is every now and then we'll just zoom in and focus on components and not the overall context. Right. So some things like that have a bigger impact on your process as a whole and sometimes it's things like ideas you have that you want to put into action. And that's mostly what I had from the Sean Wes conferences on the ideas side rather than the process side. So I've got a list of things I want to create and stuff I want to do now, which is very cool. And I plan on putting them into action as well. So let's hold each other accountable for that. 
No, that's awesome. I, I had a similar experience at the Sean West conference, so I haven't yet written them down. It's just all in my head, but I need to to write them down, the sort of actionable takeaways and the things that I want to do and, and achieve since attending the conference. Tree said, as a freelancer, I haven't yet been able to justify the cost of going to a conference. And I sort of had this feeling as well, especially during design school, where I wanted to go to conferences, but I sort of felt like conferences at that point, when I was still a design student, I felt like conferences are just for people already in the industry. And why would a student go? You're not going to learn anything because you're not actually practicing design in the real world, ETC. And I feel like sometimes we think like that when we're freelancing as well. Like most conferences or design conferences are based a lot around tech or, or software and being a freelancer sometimes that can feel really isolating when you turn up to a conference where there's like people that have come with their whole design team sort of thing and it's paid for by their work and you're just this sort of like little freelancer in the corner like it me over here yeah I mean I think there's lots of conferences that offer student prices for if you are studying and wanting to go to a conference so definitely look into that because I do think it's worth going and I wish I'd gone to more when I was a student for the inspiration factor and to get your head out of your little like university world, you know, and see the real world out there and what people are doing and make that tangible. I think it's worth spending a few hundred dollars on a conference ticket because of that. And when you're freelancing, though, it gets harder, right? Because you can't get the student price anymore. So you might be having to pay like $900 to go to a conference, which is a scary amount of money. I just bought my ticket for the 2017 Sean Wes conference. And that's the most money that I personally have spent on a conference. Like my, my own money, not work's money. <laughs> and that's scary, but I feel confident in doing that because I know the value that I already got out of it. And I know that it's going to be important for me to go along. If you hadn't had been already to the Sean Wes conference, though, would you still have bought a ticket like like I guess what I'm asking is do you have any tips or advice for Tree on how to justify that cost of going to a conference if you haven't been before I think you have to be in a position and in a mindset that you want to make more money and so that going along to this conference is an investment in that it's not just like a thing you're doing and paying for and you're not going to get a return on it you have to be thinking while you're there and you know um, before you go to it, about how you're going to put the things you learn into action so that you can improve your business. So I'd do research into who's talking and what the topics are and you know follow them on Twitter, check out um, what they have to say beforehand to make sure that it's going to be worth it. And also the reputation of the conference itself, like I was talking to you before. Word of mouth, search the hashtag on Twitter and see what people have been saying about it who have attended past years since you know if you haven't, you obviously don't know what to expect. And that will really help, I think. I I would have gone to the Sean Wes conference anyway, only because I really love the community and like you, I wanted to meet people that I talk to online in real life. But yeah, like I don't know if before I'd been to Webstock, I don't think that I would have paid for, to go myself, you know, because I wouldn't have known what I was getting into. So what would be your main advice or your main takeaway for someone who is you know maybe there's a listener out there who's going to attend a conference next week 
What advice do you have for them so that they can make the most of the conference? What would you recommend? Yeah, this is important because I don't think you should go along to a conference expecting the value to be handed to you on a silver platter, you know. Sometimes you do have to do the work yourself, making connections in your mind to make it applicable to you. And this is important because it's good for creative thinking and it helps you step outside your comfort zone, etc. listening to talks that aren't necessarily directly related to what you do. So I'd advise that when you're listening to the talks, first of all, just go along to whatever you feel interested in, whatever topic jumps out at you. doesn't matter who's speaking about it, really, unless there's a particular speaker you want to go to, no matter what they're talking about. Go based on the topics. Um, and when you're there listening... I would advise you to take notes, not of everything, like you're not trying to capture their whole talk in your notebook. But what I do is every time something go makes me think, oh, that's interesting, or it gives me an idea, I write that down. You know, those are the important moments. I'm not trying to capture all of the things that they say are important to take down or whatever. If it's not something that, you know, makes my brain spark. <laughs> so just focus on the things that, immediately you your brain gives a reaction to like be a gold those are miner. gonna be the things you come back to yeah be a gold miner exactly having those little notes in your notebook will be the things that your action points come from um, and I definitely do recommend you write physically a list well not you know it could be on your iPad or whatever you however you take notes but write a list of action points that you want to work on after the conference as well from the talks I think it's good to do that when when it's fresh in your mind and yeah, when the ideas are still flowing. And don't worry if um, sometimes I might find in a conference I get an idea and then I'm like sort of thinking about that idea and writing that down and expanding on it. That's okay. You don't have to be listening to everything that the person is talking about because you've just gotten the value from it just then, you know? I agree with, with all of that. And I think the only thing I would add is just don't underestimate the networking opportunity. Yeah. Because there's so many other amazing inspiring creative people sitting in the audience just because they're in the audience doesn't mean they're not as creative or as inspiring as the person on the stage and networking is great for so many reasons like not not just if you're looking for a new job or something but also just to connect with your peers and make friendships and, and new connections maybe in the future one day you'll work together you'll collaborate on a project or you'll inspire each other or whatever there's so many good reasons to actively go, go out there and network at a conference and if you are there by yourself standing in the corner like Charlie is sometimes <laughs> no, just kidding <laughs> uh, then just go up and talk to someone I guarantee that you won't be the only person that's standing alone or the only person that went to the conference by themselves so go and find someone else who's alone and strike up a conversation with them because you never know who that person not only is, but who they might become. I also, you know, as an introvert at conferences or meetups or whatever on my own, I always think of it as like practice for talking to strangers in in the lamest way possible. Um, you know, and I, f I find the more I do it, the more confident I am getting in it. So it is important to try and trust me, person listening who thinks that you know, they could never go up and just talk to a stranger. I understand and I am with you. But it is important to try sometimes. Um, I haven't, can't say I've had any real like lasting connections from doing that yet. But I have met some interesting people and, you know, it, it's all good practice and you never know who you're going to meet. 
so turn around and talk to the person sitting next to you I guess is, is a good thing or um, I, I remember arriving at one speaker series event that Envision hosted uh, a couple of months back and was I texting you at the time Femme and being like I'm here by myself what do I do yeah, you were like yeah. just find someone and talk to them and I did and I'm so glad I did because then I had someone to sit next to who you know we could like chat back and forth throughout the night uh, yeah so don't be afraid of doing that I mean I know you're going to be afraid but feel the fear and do it anyway <laughs> I love it great advice so Femme where can people go to hear all the rest of our episodes you can go to designlife.fm and you'll find all of the episodes there. You can subscribe to our newsletter and also subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you headed over to iTunes and left us a positive review as well. It really helps us get the show out there and it means a lot to us to see these lovely reviews coming through. We are very excited about our upcoming store, which we're hoping to open up at the end of November. So stay tuned for that and we'll be launching some exciting items such as stickers, which we're pretty excited about. Yeah, I think they're going to look cool. I already have one stuck on my computer. Um, So if you want (laughs) to stay updated on when those are coming out and be the first to know about them when they are available for sale, because they will be like a limited edition, we can't keep producing them. Um... So subscribe to our newsletter, designlife.fm slash newsletter, and you'll be the first to know about them. Cool. See you next week for episode 51. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.